0: is going on. I'm trying to back in for another episode of FUT Live um, with Joey and Felix today. Um, today we have Weekend League, as always, um, going over the Weekend League. Um, I was at PAX East, so no Weekend League for me, so you just hear their side. Um, we have FUT Birthday, the finishing up that. Today was the last day, I believe. Um, and then finally, we're going to finish up with EMLS Talk, because like I said, I was at PAX East, and I was at the event, and Joey watched some of the event. Um, so we'll have some discussion on that and how that went in how it fits with other um, esports so Felix do you want to start with your uh, weekend league I know you said you don't want to talk about records so we won't talk about record but do you want to talk about how it went so far this yeah, weekend yeah, how you've I, been playing?
1: He's gonna hit 27. He's gonna hit 27. Stop! Stop, <laughs> Stop jinxing the crap me man. i told
2: you this before. Right.
1: <laughs> right. He right. thinks me man. Right. I'm coming <laughs> yeah. after you bro. <laughs> you have yeah, prime bullet. Well. 27 is coming. <laughs> okay.
2: all right, go ahead. sorry. alright right. I'm legally forbidden. To talk about my record. The police knocked the door this morning and said. If you talk about your record in Weekend League on the podcast. You're in trouble mate. So can't say anything there. I did make a change to my team. And actually my tactics. A slight change on the tactics. Nothing major. Um, I bought Prime, Prime Hooded. For just over 4 million. I was hoping for his SPC. But you know it's, it's just not coming. So I bought him. Bit the bullet. Got him. Oh man he's incredible no surprises really but Jesus that when when he has the ball you just feel like he can't lose it it's incredible how comfortable and smooth he is with the ball his passing is fantastic he's he's really big the the physical presence is just the perfect CDM alongside a more defensive minded player obviously because I use Hullet more to go forwards to initiate the attacks he can finish as well is is just incredible. Funnily enough, as well, um, I bought him straight after uh, Pogba hit his one thousandth game for me, so he was exactly on one thousand games, <laughs> and then I sold him. <laughs> a bit sad, but you know, was good. I'm I'm happy I got him, man. He's he's such a difference maker as well. The the presence in the midfield. I feel like that's what I lacked is is a world of difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of my tactics, what I did is I used to be on balanced defence with four width and four depth. And I changed to pressure on heavy touch because I wanted... When I lost the ball, I feel like I felt like I had trouble winning it back until my opponent was really advanced on the pitch. So I want, I wanted to try and get in his face a little bit when, when he's passing around the back, win the ball back straight away. And it actually works um, most specifically when... We've talked about this before, right? Pressure on heavy touch is not re-pressure on heavy touch. It's more like pressure after... A mistake in the play, like when he passes this ball to the fullback and turns backwards and, and runs towards his own corner flag, kind of thing. Or then he takes a heavy touch. That's when your team pushes up the pitch and gets in their face and helps you win the ball back. And it works really well. I've been I've been scoring way more goals as well. I've discovered a well discovered. I've been told about a new cheesy mechanic that I know I've got up my sleeve now. And even when I'm not using it, n- just knowing I can do that makes me play so much more confident and relaxed and I've, I've been playing like that all weekend honestly man i'm playing some of the best fifa i've ever played and i'm having loads of fun which is weird in fifa 19 but it's, it just it's just clicking thus far yeah. but I, I mean know good
0: players i think it happened last year dude, too when when you got your best team like i, th- I remember everyone saying like oh felix how can you co- still be playing at this point but you're like well i just got like my, i finally got my dream team so like yeah, i'm enjoying yeah. playing now it's like it's something like that it's like I don't know. I, I think you said... It's kind of the same thing you went through last year, just based on that. Um, yeah, you finally was, got yeah, good it
2: players it and you're enjoying them work. Yeah. It was a bit different last year. That was um, during Team of the Season or after it when I bought Team of the Year Ronaldo and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just had this amazing team and loved playing with it. It's kind of the same now. Sometimes you just need a change or an upgrade right. to reinvigorate your desire to play. And oh, 100%. It's especially, it's especially fun if you if you see how it clicks for you, how the team works and how you feel just more comfortable and, like, you can can perform better. That's the best part about it.
0: I was going to say, you just said um, changing up something and, like, reinvigorating yourself. Joey, uh, from seeing your tweets um, past, like, uh, I think two weeks, you said you've changed up just going all out attack, right? Um, Is that what you did this weekend league again? Or yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. so squad building in general is one of my favorite things to do on Ultimate Team. Like, I, I don't like playing with the same team over and over and over. I always like switching it up, bring bring something new in to keep the game fresh. Um, anytime where I'm playing with the same players, the same style, I just end up getting bored. And I end up just kind of like stop playing. So this year I really made new teams, try different formations, try different tactics. And it allows me to not only provide feedback for... For you guys or whoever wants to know before you know buying a player, I can be like, oh, I used them. He was good. He's bad. But it also just freshens up the game for me. Um, but yeah, so weekend league in general, for me, the whole the whole after after the game came out, weekend league, and, and we found out what the meta was. The whole point I wanted to do is I wanted to be able to hit Elite One with a non-meta formation. That was my goal. I have this problem, and I don't know if you guys or anyone else has something similar, but I have this problem where I want to beat others who are abusing game mechanics, and I'll do it without abusing game mechanics. So that was my goal the whole year, was to hit Elite One with a non-meta formation, without El Tornado Crossing, all that stuff. So once I did that, my mentality changed to... I don't want to sit and pass around while people are just sitting on low depth, one depth or whatever. I, I don't want to do that because it just literally drains me. I'm just passing, 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 trying to find an inch of space to be able to create a chance to score and hopefully win the game and keep possession. I didn't want to play like that anymore. So I started going four, three, two, one, all out attack, left back and full back, pushing forward. And even that wasn't enough to break down people on drop back. And that was kind of, what i was going to get into with with my rant and weekend league so everybody more than ever is now playing the park the bus mentality and it's it's just not only that but if they cannot score they revert to el Ternado crossing on the counter so they'll counter on one of the wings and then they'll try to el Ternado cross that's their main way of playing and it's gotten to the point where it's no longer playing A style of football and a style of football can be different to anybody to me it could be possession to felix it could be counter-attacking to you it could be even crossing like crossing normally like a normal human being would fine but it's no longer that anymore it's finding how can we now abuse game mechanics to squeeze out a w so then you get promos like these who are bringing out fun cards you've got you know, left-back Salah, right-wing Marcelo. So what I wanted to do, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a fun team for this weekend league. I want to try something new, try something different. So the two players that really stuck out to me were left-back Salah, right-wing Marcelo, and actually Douglas Costa because I was able to in-game switch everything out. I put Salah as my right center mid. I put Marcelo at left-back, and I put Douglas Costa at my, as my right wing. And then I had my left-back and full-back attack with me in a four three two one. 2 one but I could not create anything. I mean, even sending everything at my opponent, I couldn't do anything. And this was game after game after game, even the first 10 games. Everybody now is playing on low depth and it's just a long, drawn-out, boring game. And one counter is all it takes. If you mess up defending one time and they score, scoring against them becomes such a huge issue and a huge chore that even sending everything You'll send the whole team, including the goalkeeper, and it's still a problem. Now, a lot of people are going to say, oh, AI is too too good. The defensive AI is too good. A lot of people are going to say that the attacking AI needs to be improved. But it's even simpler than that, guys. Dribbling has been nerfed so much to the point where you cannot now dribble past defenders because they've put in a locked-in animation that you cannot dribble out of where you lose your balance. So they nerfed that they they nerfed um shooting like when you create a chance it's it's an rng effect even if you green it so that also falls into giving the defense an advantage so they did all of these things because so many people in fifa 18 worried or were complaining rather that keeping possession was too easy that they they were focused ea was focused so hard on doing whatever possible to not make that happen, they wanted to make sure that people were not would not be able to hold to the hold the ball and and keep possession for the whole game once they got the lead. So they added all these things to like make error passes, to uh, not be able to dribble, and all these things like the constant pressure. They added all these things so that people can't hold the possession because of how bad FIFA 18 was from that standpoint. However. What they haven't done is they haven't fixed... Like, passing is auto-corrected. We've talked about this so much. Passing is so auto-corrected up until you get to the final third. Like, right on the edge of the box. Once you get there, then passes become harder to get through. Obviously, there's not as much space. But in the midfield, if you cut off passing lanes or if you do anything where is logical, logical, the passes still get through. So, there's so many things that make park the bus so effective when it comes to being able to counterattack so easily that promos when they come out with fun cards like van dyke as striker and and ramos as striker and you want to play him as midfielders there's no point anymore to bring them on the team because people are going to play one style and abuse game mechanics while you're trying to make quote unquote a fun team so the argument there, people make, is, oh, well, you should make a make a make a um, a mode where you can have fun in. I mean, eventually you're gonna want to have your competitive, you know, you want to that scratch to be itched. You know, you got You want to make sure you want to have some type of competitive mode. You can't just go and build a million coin team to to join a join a uh, mode that's quote unquote fun. So, I went into this weekend league. Long story short, I went into this weekend trying to have fun playing a 4-3-2-1 ultra attack, and it still wasn't enough to break down park the bus, and it's been extremely frustrating that you can't even make fun teams and compete anymore because everyone's playing a certain style. And that's my rant. <laughs> it was a little bit jumbled all over the place. But my point is, his promos don't even excite me anymore because I can't use any of the players. What's the point? What's the point of me bringing in a... Foot birthday salah to the team and make a team around him if everyone's just playing drop back. He's no different than bringing in any other left back or center mid or anything in the game. He's not going to do anything for me that's <coughs> going to improve my chances at winning. So that's my main thing is like these promos don't do anything for me anymore because there's one style that people are playing.
2: I find it interesting that you say you feel in the final third the passing is less assisted. No, no, not
1: less assisted. It's easier to intercept.
2: Yeah, but that is just because of the sheer numbers that are back there, isn't it? Correct. Because in the Correct. in the midfield, there's not as many numbers. You still get... Right. I think in the final third, more than everywhere else, you get the loft of nonsense and all that. But it's just so many people back that you're, you're bound to run into someone when there is 11 players clogging the box. It's obvious that you're, you're going to struggle with passing. Right, there's less space. Yeah. Yeah. It is a problem, 100% it is a problem, but I think it's more down to AI than what you said as well, uh, the dribbling aspect, because I hate to go back to this again, because we talk about it all the time, I think it's a gameplay problem, because when the gameplay is, is perfect, like when it's really fast and smooth, like you rarely ever experience that, uh,
1: yes, probably but for, is me, a-
2: for me it's only super late at night, then you can dribble, you can twist and turn so quick that the defender is just gone to the shops if you do two turns and then you're past him. The the bigger problem with this, though, is even then when someone is on drop back, you you turn him, you're past him, you run straight into the next guy. That is the biggest problem, is, is just that there is so many numbers back that you have to evade and that the AI does so much. It is incredibly frustrating to... Play against but. true,
1: but they still have that stupid animation where you lose balance even when there's perfect gameplay and oh and you that, hate that so often that. and it's locked it's it's a it's a locked in animation meaning you have zero control at that point over your player it's an animation where you can't get yourself out of so they stumble and then they lose possession of the ball that happens so often what I want to see done I'm hoping I, I know there's not going to be another patch but if I'm going to continue to play FIFA up until FIFA 20. I I really want them to improve the tackling in general like when you tackle someone you should be able to get yeah. the ball that's that's one two the dribbling needs to be slightly improved or they need to scale down how much one of the stats matter like I was using Suarez for a little bit this weekend league I couldn't turn I couldn't turn with him but for whatever reason yeah it, it just I, I don't get there shouldn't be a drastic difference from I don't know I don't know what players that I, I, I can think of, but you can't turn with Suarez. I don't want to say that he should turn like Neymar. Don't get <clears> me wrong. But, you know, someone with 80 agility shouldn't feel sometimes kind of heavy. You know what I mean? Like 80 agility, 80 balance, he shouldn't feel that heavy. So maybe they need to scale down how much agility and balance matter, at least for attacking players. Um, I know they probably have to do certain things so that defenders don't feel like God mode when, when they have high agility or whatever. But even when I had... For example, I, I tried out Balak as one of my center defensive mids this weekend, and he's got low balance. And when I try to defend with him, I couldn't turn to, to cut off the passing lane in, in, in time. So there's all these little things that they can probably scale back or tune to make it a little better. But you know, tackling the dribbling, and then there's a bug. I honestly think this is a bug with passing. It's not even autocorrect. It's your defender doesn't react to the pass in front of him. The attacker reacts. There's a video on this by Italian Stallion. If I you guys saw that haven't well. see it. The attacker always reacts to the pass. The defender doesn't. It, it imagine, honestly feels like a bug. Imagine like, if the
2: defender you? reacted, though. That would just further improve I would love the
1: I wouldn't it? I would I, I don't. I don't mind, though. I would rather... When, when I'm manually controlling to cut off a passing lane, my... My defender doesn't stick out a leg, even if the pass is right Oh, yeah, that,
2: that's stupid. But what I, what I thought of is what he showed is when they make a poor passing choice and he says the striker here is active or the attacker and the defender isn't. Yes. I, I, I disagreed with him on that one because the defender was not manually controlled. So I think he should be inactive because right. if, if the AI defenders are even active, then it, is, it just becomes an absolute abomination to play because then the AI literally does everything.
1: No, so I I, know, I see that. what you're saying there, but it also prevents the effectiveness of the drop-back counter because the reason why drop-back counter is so good is because the driven one driven pass will split apart your, your midfield. And your center backs, for whatever reason, don't step in front of the striker when that driven pass is coming. They don't pressure the striker, so they're able to receive it. Your, your striker is able to hold up play just a little bit for his team, his midfield, to push up and then they're on the counter. The left back and right back, for whatever reason, they do cut out that pass, especially if you're on pressure on heavy touch. This is what when you brought it up. It, it's, I've always played on pressure on heavy touch. It's, it's way better than balance because it stops the counter a little bit. But your left back and right back will always pressure the left cam and right cam because most people are playing 4-2-3-1 anyway. Um, aside from actually uh, the EMLS, a lot of people are playing 4-1-2-1-2, which was interesting. That's what uh, I thought. But, I, dig- but yeah. I digress. Yeah, I digress. So... Um, A lot of people are playing 4-2-3-1 with the cams staying forward and the striker staying forward. So your left back and right back, if they're not pushed up, they'll always at least sit on top of the left and right cam so that if they try to counter that way, you can stop them. However, the middle cam and the striker, if you do a driven pass there, the center backs never cover that pass. That pass works 100% of the time unless you have a midfielder. You have your holding mids sitting back to cover those players. So From that sense is where I can see if they can improve the defender reacting to a driven pass like that. I think it would be better. It would stop those counters a lot more effectively.
2: Um, May I ask what depth you are on defensively?
1: Um, I've been using five. Sometimes I'll go up to six. I'm
2: I'm, I'm on four, but what I feel I feel this mostly with Team of the Year Ramos because he is the one centre back that pushes up, intercepts the passes, gets literally on the striker. I've n- never had that with any other defender. Maybe it's the aggression. Him. It might be the aggression. But yeah, I think... It, you, well, you could be. play with it, but I mean, you, you're going to get exposed on through balls then if you put them to uh, aggressive interceptions. But, I wanted like, to do that. Yeah. That makes you super vulnerable to through balls and it drains their stamina
1: really yep. badly. I actually finished the prime icon moment Maldini. Surprisingly, his aggression is low. It's in the 80s. I don't know if that has been the difference maker this this weekend league, because I brought him on the team, and I'm no longer able to stop the counter as effectively. I still who have no attack. Who did you replace him? Um, who did I replace? Uh, did I replace Varan?
2: Varan, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to I look at remember.
1: some stats. Um, I would what play an anchor
2: on Maldini, that gets him to 90 aggression. 90 aggression, Varan.
1: I did put an anchor on him, but I still don't see that aggression that I would from from another player like Ramos or even Militao. Militao will press and get that ball back. And I think Militao's got 90-plus aggression, what I remember. Was it,
2: was it regular, Rafael Varane? Yeah. He's got three less aggression than Maldini, interestingly. Militao yeah. is on 91. I'd play an anchor on him as well. That puts him to 99. Yep.
1: That might be yeah. it. It might be mm. it. Yeah, Militao definitely <laughs> more aggressive. Yeah, yeah I, I know, think I see that, that on my it's... team as well. Yeah, it fits my my uh, play style a little bit more because it, it pushes up uh, against the opponent. But regardless, uh, the biggest gripe I had with this weekend league, and again, I don't care as much as I used to, so I am having a fun. However, I'm not able to make any other team if I'm I, I can't bring in these promotional players that they're releasing because it's just pointless. I'm I feel no difference from using. different team every weekend i don't -hmm. don't feel anything different because i'm playing against the same thing over and over and over over. there's no variation
0: and that goes yeah that goes back to all that stuff we talk about where like that's that's okay because the 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 nature of weekend league is that competitive mode but they what the promotions are gonna like because i think promotions this year have been successful because there's been so much more but next year, if they do the, like, the same amount, even if it's a little more, people aren't going to care. Like, you, I think more people are going to fit into where you are. They're not going to care about the promotion because there's no way to use these players. Because, like, unless you're, like, a player like me who gets gold three and stops, You can I can use basically whoever I want to get gold three. Like, um, if you're not, like, a player oh, like that, out. you actually want to push yourself. What is, the, what is the incentive of, getting like you said, getting any of these fuck birthday cards? Um, they're, not, they're not as good as Icon's team of the year's. Um, eventually, team of the seasons. Will, team of the seasons is the next promo that's coming out that will have someone that will improve your team. I would assume, and yeah, that's just because that those are those are like always, the highest level cards in the gate. Like by the end of the game,
1: but it's not, even, it's not even. It's not even improving my team anymore. It's I'm in the middle of it, so I'm not uh, super like I'm, I don't consider myself an elite player or a pro player or anything like that. But I am competitive. I want to be competitive. I want to be able to. Finish strong. Well, I did want to finish strong in weekend leagues uh, up until I hit my goal So I no longer care but I want to be able to do that while using fun teams I don't want a mode specifically dedicated like okay Here's where you can go use your fun team You're you you should not be bringing it into the competitive nature of things But if you want to go and make a million coin or two million coin team these these pro- promo players aren't, aren't cheap You know Douglas Costa the f- birthday one is four Uh, The Salah is two, three hundred thousand. So building a team around them is going to be one to two million coins. It's not Mm going to cost a million coins. So if I build a team to go into the fun mode and then by the time the weekend comes, I have to build another team just to be competitive. Like it shouldn't be that way. It should. uh, Another mode is not the solution. The solution is there should be no meta in a football game. It should be if I am playing better than the person in front of me, should the team matter a little bit? Yeah. If he has a full icon and team of the year team, I get it. There are things that, you know, you got to leave in a football game if you have better players, fine. But if I have an above average team with players that are 90 plus rated or, you know, players that should quote unquote fit the meta, even though there shouldn't be a meta, but they fit the meta, I shouldn't be at such a disadvantage where I can no longer bring them in a competitive mode. That's why I don't think a, a new mode that has. No incentive is the solution. I don't think it's the solution. I think the solution it's a solution is-
0: for a lot of players like me who don't give a shit about sure. competitive yes. games. I don't want to. I don't want to try when I play FIFA. I don't want to have to try. I just want to enjoy. I don't care if I win every game. I don't care if I lose every game. I just don't. I just want to have fun and use players like that. So I think that's where that mode. Well, I'm not. I'm not talking about how to fix, um, like burnout and stuff like that. That I don't think. I don't think a new mode will fix burnout because burnout comes from people wanting to be competitive so it's the the mode's not going to fix that at all because you're just going to play it but you're still going to want to play weekend league and you're not going to have enough coins to do both but i can see what you mean by the meta i think it's like you said like it's the meta one way i think when you say meta people just assume like there shouldn't be like good players that's not what you're saying you're saying uh, a a player like a cruise should be like that's what you mean he doesn't he's a high rated player high rated players should be better than low rated players but people with 99 pace shouldn't be better than people with, like, 60 pace all around. If there's, like, stat other stats that go with it, like a cruise or, like, a... Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't
1: even go to that. I'm not even to that extent. I'm saying a meta in terms of broken... The game has turned into who can abuse mechanics and win. So the pro players are able to beat the drop back simply because they will go out of their way to do whatever it takes to win, which they have to i have nothing against a player El tornado crossing 50 times a game i don't care they're playing for money it's their livelihood they got to do what they got to do someone like myself who doesn't want to go that route i'm not going to be el tornado crossing i'm not going to be flicking the ball up and trying to do volleys because they're overpowered again that's that's just me there's nothing against people do that because they have to but that specific meta is what i'm what i'm mainly talking about i'm not talking about the specific players i'm mainly talking about it's turned into hey let me see what i can abuse into the game to make it as easy as possible to win so if i can control one player on defense hold second man press sit on low depth i'm gonna go ahead and do that if i can um, alternate across and it'll work three out of the 15 times but i'll get one or two goals out of it they're gonna do it so it's no longer playing football what can i do to score cheesy goals and yeah. that's kind of in related to what what felix was saying earlier he's like oh i found a new way to score goals it's super cheesy and nothing against him because he wants to he, he wants to get to his goal but do you see what i'm saying like it's turned into not playing football it's turned into he can take advantage of what's overpowered we actually have this stuff problem. oh yeah felix yeah.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a problem as well because people care about wins and rewards way too much compared to having fun. I know th- I know this mechanic, right? I know how to abuse it. I know when it works. I know I-, I can time those shots green pretty consistently. I don't use it that often, though. I didn't in the first 10 weekend league games just to, you know, get it practicing, get comfortable with it. When I can play without it, I play without it because it's just way more enjoyable for me to... Especially against the good players, right, that is, that is the most fun I have in these games. It is stressful, it's super stressful, but I love playing these games because you have two players that are trying to attack, trying to play football, and they don't usually sit on drop back and just counter, which mm. is pretty much the only instance when I, when I abuse this mechanic or when I literally can't get anything going. But if That's I can, exactly I just way. try and play football because it's so much fun to, to play in behind the defense and just score a nicely worked goal. It's it's mm-hmm. just not worth it for me to keep spamming the nonsense. Yeah, we had
1: that's this discussion exactly, last night. Exactly, um, yeah, this is exactly what I just alluded to. It's, it's you're not. I know you're you're not trying to be a pro player or anything, but you're gonna do what it takes to win. And if the guy's sitting on drop back, you're gonna do that quote unquote cheesy mechanic in order to score. But if the guy's not, you're gonna play proper football. And that's that's yeah, my. Exactly when people say, "Oh, well, pros are able to beat it," yeah, because they're gonna do whatever it takes to score and win on my hand i'm not complaining about it i'm just saying it's too easy to execute the drop back is what I'm yeah, yeah 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 so
0: we were talking about this last night actually a little bit with japes like real quickly like after the event was over and we were saying like uh his experience stuff like that and saying obviously we don't think that fifa should be like simulating real life like um but like because the L tornado came up after that like but like that's those are the mechanics that you never want to see like the thing with we talked about drop back and there is drop back is too obviously effective but there is almost like a there should almost be if people want to be realistic there should almost be a part of park the bus because if you look at someone like at athletic uh go madrid in uh champions like what they did like that if you want it to be like that realistic then that has to come with it like if you want a realistic game you have to have park the bus because teams do that against other teams but it's because of the effectiveness of it. And then we, we talked about El Tornado and saying how dumb that is. Because have you ever seen someone actually – like, that's where the the mix is. is like, it's like a, – it's a, a video game, so it should be arcadey in that sense. Because you want it to be – essentially means consistent. Um, it means, like – because with real-life football, there's a ton of randomness. Anything could – like, anything can happen in that sense. You don't want that in an esports game. You don't want randomness. You don't want um, just chances like that. You want it to be arcadey, consistent, playable. Um, but when they add mechanics like the El tornado, that's where you completely remove it from being a, even a football simulator at all. Because that's never even happened. Like no one does that in real life. I think there's like a video of the guy that tried to like do something similar where he like flicked it up and like biked it, crossed it. But it was like it looked similar to like an El tornado. It was funny, so people were like, "Please don't show EA that." <laughs> Um, but it was like one, it was like one case, but it was like, those are the mechanics that shouldn't be in the game because they've just never even happened in real life. But then also the game shouldn't be like simulating real life in a way. It's like a hard mix, I think, but, um, there has to be a sense of consistency to the game.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you. And the drop back, I'm not complaining that it, it's effective at stopping people from scoring. The problem is it's effective at creating so many chances on a, on a counter that's why they have to figure out somehow how to stop that for next year um, yeah that's I would agree there that's yeah. what we said yeah um, your score
0: like you, the, the people on dropback still have the opportunity to score when you when you see like a team yes. like Huddersfield against Man City if they're playing yes. if they're playing park the bus they're getting you you it's impossible to say they get no chances there's obviously you get one through ball a player sure. goes and then like maybe work for a corner and you score off the corner that's obviously happens we've seen it Man City doesn't win every game. Or does not win every game against every low-rated team? Stuff like that. That's going to happen. But I think what you were trying to say, like what you just were saying, and I kind of cut you off, but with the dropback is that they're still creating five, six chances a game on counterattacks. Like, it's very easy to counterattack even when you're playing the back, because your players will still fling forward as soon as you win the ball, and you're still creating the way FIFA works. If you have a little bit of pace, you literally, <laughs> literally just you have five, six chances while playing park the bus, and that's just too OP right there.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've we've talked about it in previous podcasts. The attacking player is always put at a disadvantage, and and just kind of talking about the EMLS a little bit. I loved watching uh, dual stub versus Guastella. They both. I mean, I didn't see a single alternate cross from either of them. Mm-hmm. Either of them. They were they just played just nice, beautiful FIFA. It was so enjoyable to watch, and that's where I think like, for me, as this is again my personal opinion. Other people can think otherwise. Like I'm sure people love seeing pl- uh, Tex play, and he's amazing to watch, but. He does things that are, like, so crazy. Like, he'll have quadruple elastico and, and break down a defense. You know, that thing's it's cool to see, but I think it's overboard. Like, th- that stuff shouldn't be as effective as it is. And, again, yep. nothing to him. He's just an amazing best player in the world, obviously. And maybe best player ever to even touch FIFA. But he's able to do some crazy, crazy stuff. But for me, I, I prefer watching... Uh, someone like Dualstar versus Guastella at the EMLS rather than the crazy flicks and overhead kicks over and That's just me. Other Someone else might be different.
0: Yeah, and uh, with the Alaska, it's like, I think the Alaska should be an effective move because the whole point of a game like this is to learn all the moves. Like, you wouldn't say in, like, I, I don't know League of Legends enough, but you wouldn't say if you mastered every move that it shouldn't be effective. Like the Alaska should be effective. Oh, yeah. It's the fact that you can just string four elastos together, and then now at that point you're just spamming them, and you can just get through. Even if the person knows how to defend an Alaska, you can just spam four in a row, which is just which is just absurdly unrealistic. Same um, with
1: the croqueta. Yes. You can hold it in one direction, and your player will just keeps doing repeatedly it. Repeatedly perform it. Yeah. Yeah. Where in
0: real crazy. life, like it's like where you want the croqueta to be effective like quickly. Because it's a good skill move to learn and know when to do it, how to do it, and when it's most effective. But the fact you can keep spamming it, that takes all that away. Because as long as you just know how to do the controls, it doesn't matter the situation. You can just spam right. it. It's going to work. It, that's, that's where they have to get the... Tri- that's where... Because I think skill moves should be... I'm not like a huge skiller. Like I do La Criquetta. I do like a few Megiddi's oh, yeah, and stuff like that. But like, the uh, they should be in the game and they should be super effective. Yes. In the right situation. But they should be situational and you shouldn't be able to... It shouldn't just be like... Anybody that knows how to do the controls should be able to pull them off to perfection every time. Because realistically, if you know how to do a La Criqueta, there's no skill involved anymore because you just could just keep doing it. it does, it'll eventually work. There's learning the situation. I think last year we talked about uh, that Felix. I think just between the two of us, like one time, we were talking about skill moves and how um, the real, the big part is, I think we were helping Chris maybe. Chris Chris is like, I don't do many skill moves. And it's like, well, probably because when you try them, it's you need to know when to do them, not just how to do them. Which is how it should be. But this year it doesn't feel like that with some of these like the El Tornado, La yeah, Cuketta, Elastica. The problem with
2: them is just the the way they they work against manual defence compared to AI defence. Because the AI just doesn't bite on skill moves at all. Like they defend it perfectly, you win the ball. But when you try and defend a croquetta manually, the, the attacker will just glitch through you so many times. It's it's just stupid because you can't defend it. That is the bigger problem with it. Obviously, it's stupid that you can put it off four times in a row without the skill mm-hmm. becoming less accurate and slower and all that. But you just can't defend it. Be- like you position yourself in front of the attacker, he will croquetta. You will read it, step into the right direction. You will get nutmegged or something, and the the attacker will glitch through your body and create a chance.
0: Yeah, and that's way- actually why I do the La croquette a lot too. Like sometimes I'll do the La croquette when I just I know I'm trapped and I'm gonna lose the ball because. What happens is the defender, even if they know, like they know I'm someone who uses a lot of croquetta, because after a while you just pick up on your opponent's gameplay. After like the, even like halftime, um, by then you kind of know they do do the croquetta. They've already moved their player to where I finish the move. But as I finish the move, it hits this leg. It just I like, push through him, push through his body, and I get the ball on the other side of him. It does not matter. It like it does not matter if he reads it, does anything like you said right there. And it's so it's so it's like you could just use it to bail yourself out of a situation. And that's where I said, like I said, situationally, skill moves should be important, but you should have to know those situations. It shouldn't just work no matter what situation you're in. Also, the heal to heal is like that, too, where you can just spam the heal to heal and you actually like, gain speed out of it. And again, that's another. That's that's another one rest,
2: where
0: it's a little bit worse this year. So they've credit to them for at least fixing it there. But even then, sometimes this year, you do if you do the heel to heel when you're about to attack. Just if you see you're about to get tackled, just do the heel to heel because there's probably a fifty percent chance it's gonna just somehow bounce off both of your legs and end up on the other side of the defender.
2: I think the most stupid FIFA in terms of heel to heel skills, if we just want to stick with that skill. and that, that must have been was it FIFA twelve or thirteen or something with. I was playing career mode back then, so I don't know how it was online, but if you were approaching an AI defender and you did a heel-to-heel past him, he couldn't react fast enough to tackle the ball, but he would still try and lunge and stick a leg out. That was, that was might have been and FIFA 17. That wasn't FIFA 17. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, auto <laughs> lunges have That's always okay. been thinking. I remember the, the, this must have been FIFA 12 or 13, because I remember once winning a game of career mode, where I literally, all I did all game was to try and achieve this, just via heel-to-heels, get past the defender, take the foul, the defender gets booked, and in the end I won because the opponent got five red cards.
0: I think uh, that was FIFA 12, and I, that's only because I don't remember playing that like like that, but I remember watching it on YouTube. So I think it was FIFA 12.
2: It might have been. One of those two, I think it was. It's just that the problem with the skill moves isn't, per se, that is unrealistic or something. It's just that you can pull off too many in a row without detriment. And the way I mean, you, you just can't defend some of them is the biggest problem for me. If you, if I don't you mind a tornado the... if, if I can defend it properly, but it, just, sure. it will just flick around my player.
1: Yeah, And if you look at the pro scene, you'll notice the players who were more of the... See, I don't want to categorize them into the football purists. I don't want to say that. But well, what I do want to say is, is the, the guys that don't necessarily look to abuse the game mechanics are not performing as well as they would. Like, Gorilla, you don't really hear about him as much as you did the previous year's Tass, Yeah, he's kind of gaining a little bit of ground late into the year here. But beginning of the year, he struggled a lot because he was trying to play, quote-unquote, what proper football is to him. But you'll even notice, like, all these pros, um, a lot of them who just – don't look to to play in that way. Aren't performing as well. Kurt, obviously, he was banned in the game of the year, but he didn't even qualify for this upcoming. Uh, I don't know where it is. Is it in London? Or yes, yes, it I, is. Ah, Manchester, it? Yeah. Manchester. Yeah. So he didn't even qualify for this upcoming one, and he showed clips of what he lost to somebody who just you know flicked the ball up or like did an overhead through ball and a volley and scored against. It was crazy. Like it's it just. I don't know. I, I'm I'm rambling about the subject, but I really hope with the feedback that EA have received this year from a numerous numerous people, not necessarily all game changers, but some game changers have gone mm-hmm. out of the way to make videos, in-depth videos. If they don't just fix FIFA 20, fix things for FIFA 20, I honestly don't know. Well, I I don't want to say that the game is going to be in trouble because it's people are opening packs like crazy. Like they get so excited for promos. But I think the promo just dies out once they start playing. <laughs> like once you start, once you start buying a player and playing and it realizing nothing's changed, that's when the promo starts dying out again. Mm-hmm. Like you'll get yeah, up, like oh look, look how many pe- uh, players you can use now. You can use a lot this and that, and then you'll play and you're like, eh, okay, it's the same thing. Yeah, and it dies now
0: Okay, yeah, with that, um, I didn't play Weekend League, so I don't have any gameplay experience from today, uh, this week, because like I said, I was at PAX East, but I did, mid-tier Icons came out, I did do one, um, just because to have a stupid amount of untradables, um, just because I, I just have a stupid amount of untradables that have literally zero games played, so I put them into the Icon SPC. I got Desai, CDM, so um, I'm now buying FUT Birthday, uh, Witzel, and Switching In Game for those two. So Desai goes to center back and uh, Witzel goes to CDM because Desai's pass was atrocious. But uh, I just wanted to say that was my only experience of gameplay this weekend was doing one SBC. So, and I did obviously like the daily SBCs like FUT 18 and stuff like that, but nothing really there. And then so with that uh, FUT birthday since we last talked, um, we've had a few more cards. I don't really think there's too much to talk about other than they got they actually got some icons right. I mean, we have a huge list that weren't released, but at least we did get some of the good ones.
1: Yeah, two of them yeah you
2: 10 in almost april
0: well okay but no i'm talking about i'm, I'm looking at just FUT birthday um two two during FUT birthday is a good ratio two by april is obviously a bad ratio but you know what i mean you know what i mean kind of like you have to try to i'm just trying to separate the promo right now you don't you don't think two of the best cards well you, you, no, you would, you're like you're saying we, that because yeah, we, we've gotten zero to this point if we already had the other eight then two is good
2: <laughs> that, is a, that is a good point. But, you well, we
0: sh- it's you're, you you got to I'm saying just pull Fut birthday out of the FIFA cycle. Doesn't matter when it happened. We got if you said every promo we had two, we would have had all of, this would have been the last promo for probably all of them.
2: Yeah, well, that would been that've been all right to be fair. That would So that's great. what I'm saying.
0: I'm just talking about Just Fut birthday right now.
1: Also guys, keep in mind so they already had the Prime Figo SBC, and you're releasing Figo again, so it's taking up a spot again. You know I know. I mean? like best. Are, no, yeah, best as well. Right. They're taking up double of the SBC releases. Like, they did Figo, and now you did Prime Icon. Best, and now you did Prime uh, Moment. Best. So With
0: that, do you think they actually thought Prime Moment's icons were coming out before the year started? Or do you think this is something they added after no. the year started?
1: No, no. I think, I think they added it because they're like, oh, crap, these Team of the Year players are now way better than the icons, and uh, we need to have uh, icons be as good, maybe I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know why they they added the prime icon moment. That was a curveball, and I I don't understand it. And I, I think, do yeah. like that they improved some of the players, like uh, Baggio. They improved some of his stats. That's awesome. Um, I don't think it was planned, and I think a lot of the stuff isn't planned. I think they they go as they they come to them as the year goes along. I, I think,
0: think that's would be good. I think that'd be good. I, I I'm saying like I, fr- I hope that this wasn't planned ahead of time. I was hoping that was what you guys thought too, and I think that's how I hope that's what they actually do. Um, I hope they only have like certain stuff planned. Like obviously they have, like the the the, the yearly promos we're gonna have. We're gonna have Fut We're gonna have Scream. We're gonna have uh, Team of the Year. Team of the Season. That's all gonna be. That no matter what FIFA we get, that's gonna be there because that's stuff that's based on calendar dates and stuff. Happen some stuff happening in IRL f- uh, football. So, though, but I, I do hope some of this other stuff's unplanned. And for the for the sake of these. These uh, prime moment icons—they better be unplanned, because if they plan this and and release some of these guys and force people to, like use their coins and then screwed them over later, I really, I really hope that was not unplanned.
2: Can we yeah, talk about awesome. these these upgrade SPCs for a second as well? We talked crazy. about Figo
0: last week, and then Best came out, and it's it they, just uh, as bad. It's not worse.
2: Absolutely, just disgusting. I don't know if it's for Figo or for Best, but you save oh. one eighty-three rated squad with two informs, and you can put your. Figo SBC card or whatever it is instead of an icon. So you essentially get your icon in. You don't have to submit another icon, which is, I don't know, let's say that saves you 350k, just for argument's sake, to make it simple. Mm -hmm. And then the 83 rated squad with two informs, which is like, what, 50, 60k? So EA, value, you did this best SBC for a million coins or something back then. And EA say, here, do this upgrade. You'll save 400k (laughs) and still have to spend 1.5 million. For an upgrade that is noticeable, fair enough, but is not worth, like, I can't get my head around what they were I thinking think with these upgrade SBCs. It is absolutely, completely and utterly disgusting the way they did it. It's a, <laughs> it's a complete rip-off to, and a slap in the face, quite frankly, to anyone who did the original Prime Icon, because these upgrades are a scam it's what they are. Mm-hmm. The, the pricing is, is just... It has to be a joke, man. The yeah, player, worst
0: case scenario, the pricing should have been that if you did the upgrade SPC, or if you did the SPC back then, you could upgrade it so where the net cost of whatever it cost you back then, because um, they, they have they have that data. They know how much it cost back then to do, like, when it came out. They could they could easily get... They have that data so they could see how much it cost back then and remove that from the cost of... And it's not like... It's not like I remember they used to say prior years, they're like, well, the market dictates dictates the cost of an SPC. No, you know what an... At this point, we know what an 83 SPC with two informs is going to cost. It's going to cost the same... rough, or Roughly the same throughout the year. It's going to... Because the 83s are going to drive up, 84s are going to drive up, and then the informs are going to drive up. We know what they're going to cost. So... They know they know all this data ahead of time, so they should have made it. S- this is worst case scenario. Honestly, I think that you actually should get a discount if you did it earlier because you didn't know this was going to exist and you did it in thirty yes. and you did it in thirty days. You were told you were given thirty days to do the original one, and you weren't told that we anything mean, else is going to happen. So you should get a we discount about this. But we I would last week as well, where, yeah.
2: where we said um, with the you know just mark the the card as untradeable as an SBC reward or something, and have people so people can't buy the tradable version just have them put their sbc reward untradable icon into that upgrade sbc and then go along with another i don't know just 89 rated squad you know because it can't be dirt cheap or for free obviously <clears throat> but you can't have people submit a prime icon george best for an upgrade and then literally have them do everything they had to do if they did the the normal sbc and just save them like 100k what's the point yeah, yeah I, like I said, it, if, it, honestly,
0: if I don't think any of us w- w- will know, maybe because it's knowing what, how bad this is now. But if like they came out in the SBC, like they factored in all the prices, and the upgrade SBC costs exactly the same net value as the regular SPC. So like, um, you have like, uh, so j- we'll say best is a million. I don't know how much it costs me, First, say, we'll say a million, and so the right now the regular best right now Prime Icon Moments is one point nine. So we know the original one costs one million. The one now costs one point nine. So basically, you should t- have to turn in that best plus nine hundred k worth of value. That's one point nine and one point nine. That's how it should work. Like, and I don't think any of us would have complained. Um, obviously, I said, like I, I said, I do agree with you. They should get a discount because they weren't told ahead of time. But I think at face value, if there was the exact same price cost, we would have been okay with it, in my opinion. But I don't know yeah. if you guys I mean, would agree with that, but
1: like, I, I agree with that. And I, I guess it was a little bit of a miss for their all the prime icon moments they received uh they released for foot birthday but um i actually wasn't impressed by the spcs that came out like the mm-hmm. striker ramos i wasn't really a big fan of i know a lot of people would play him at cdm but i don't know i just don't see that really fitting my cup of tea at least um, yeah the
0: flashback robin our end of year end of an era robin it's expensive as fuck and he's got two star weak foot whatever well, it's eight hundred seventy, yeah, eight hundred seventy three k right uh, now uh, on Xbox, but um, and then flashback Nani, but those are flashback cards. They're gonna be good because, like we said, as long as you give like a player that used to be good a good card, no one really cares. Like again, price, that's whatever. That's, that's something EA's got to work on as always. That's something we've talked about before. But yeah, Perisic, uh, Ramos, and Lukaku are the ones that I can see right now on Futbin. All well, I guess Lukaku is a cool one because he doesn't have too many special cards. But like Ramos goes back to exactly what we talked about last week. Why are they giving these special cards to players who already have really good special cards in other positions? Like it's cool. Yes, Ramos as a striker is cool. He's got <laughs> he's got so many good cards that are already in people's team. If you're building a meta team, you have to have like team of the Ramos. He's one of the best defenders in the game, if not the best defender in the game. So that means you can't play him at striker slash probably CDM realistically. But why are you get? Why not give it to someone like? I guess PK has got a bunch of special cards, but I'm trying to think of like someone like that like I don't know like a, a good center back that doesn't have a ton of special cards. I mean
1: maybe Titty is one of them. For there you possible. go, Yeah, Umtiti.
0: Cuz cool. like I then can know, you can play was, him CDM. I find,
2: I find the upgrade patterns are super weird as well. Like all right, I'm I'm all for weird position changes. I think that's fun. Have you seen Lukaku? Let's take Lukaku specifically. Have you seen his defending? How's, how's that 87? Uh, yeah. yeah, 87 oh, uh, perfect. defending. Perfect.
1: I completely forgot about this. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Did you. How does that make sense? I yes, know the yes, stats yes, yes, are
2: weighted yes. differently, but you can't tell me his 99 heading just
1: yeah, this outweighs his wanted,
2: 67 so interceptions <laughs> and mid 70 tackling stats. Like, how does that
1: make sense?
2: Yeah, He's so as a defender, because of his terrible defensive stats, you can't use him.
1: Exactly. So this is my. This was also something I wanted to bring up. So they're bringing out all these players in different position changes, right? Um, what's the point of it if you're not going to improve those specific stats to actually matter? Like what you just exactly mentioned, if you're putting Lukaku as a center back, most likely they they're doing it so that you can make a team and, and change his position in game is what I'm assuming. But that has to be the case now. Yeah, but if you're going to make him a center back and actually want people to use him as a center back, then improve his defending stats to be actually usable as a center back. What's the purpose of changing a striker to a center back when you cannot use him as a center back? Uh, Yeah, I, I, I,
0: I do like the attempt that they made by trying to lie to us and make the face cards look nice. Ah, uh, the face card stats look nice because obviously eighty eighty seven descending ninety two physical whatever it is. That looks that looks really nice from a view like a, like oh cool they actually upgraded this defense. But you get in games. I just put him on a shadow. He has seventy nine standing tackle on a shadow. An eighty eight rated center back card with seventy nine stand tackle. Yeah. That is embarrassing. I, why would
1: I bring in Lukaku to put him to sub him as what? What am I gonna or change his position to what? As a striker, you can't use him as a striker. He just doesn't fit the meta. I'm not gonna play like what's the purpose of them doing that same with Ramos You're gonna put him as a striker fine. I guess a lot of people will convert him to a CDM Makes sense um, They did the same thing with Ibra. They made him a center back and he's got terrible defending stats if you're gonna change That drastically if you're gonna change him from a striker to a center back where you can really only change based on your dynamic tactics they need to have Proper defending stats. I, I don't understand why they did that. It made zero sense.
0: Yeah. And like you said, I, they, I, I was just saying, the face card stats look like they tried to improve them. Whatever. And like they, and, and it didn't come at the risk of like, so like with Ramos, uh, like you said, people are going to switch them to CDM now because the striker stats aren't that good. I mean, 84 finishing isn't like amazing. Um, 77 balance on the ball is not great. Um, but at least they did keep the defending like as an improvement. So, that if you do want to drop back to center defensively, but that's really not the point of these cards. The point of these cards is to play the position they switched them to. And there's just, you're not going to play Ramos striker. You're not going to play Salah left back. I mean, He's got bad marking, right?
1: Uh, but, yeah, I didn't play him at, so the Salah, I, I guess we can talk a little bit about the foot birthday, kind of a little quick review on that. Yeah, if you've I used do, any of the cards. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the concept of the position changes because it does allow you, it, it opens up the box of what you can do with the squad. So, I actually ended up moving Salah as a right center mid, and he, he's really, really good there. Because, yeah, he doesn't have the marking, but he's got the interceptions, he's got the pace, he's got the passing, uh, shooting if he gets into the position. So, as a center mid, he was actually really, really solid. And I think he has ninety nine jumping from what I remember. Doesn't mm. he?
0: I think, I think he has yeah. good. Ju- I think he does have good jumping. Um, but yeah, so those are like the new players. I don't think there's really much else to talk about with Club birthday. I think I think we talked about it's like there's really good. The objective's really good. Always a good. Oh yeah, um, and there's some really good ones now with Linkovich, Savage, hang um, Who was the other one? The last one, uh, G- Freddy Guarine, uh, Who that's actually a really nice oh, in-game.
2: Are, I, I think I'm still. gonna go for that Guarine mainly. I'm gonna because... go for
0: all of them. I gotta go for. I'm gonna go from Linkovich, Savage, because there might with that uh, Luka, uh, with the new Desai. If I don't go Witzel, I was talking to Agia. I'm gonna go fuck birthday Jordan Lukaku. Um, Linkovich, Savage at right back, and then Desai CDM, and then put Linkovich, Savage at CDM. Um, move Lukaku out to right-back, and then bring in Desai to center-back.
2: That's <laughs> a pretty cool change. I like that. That's yeah, that was something that cool. Gia
0: had come up with, and I thought it was pretty cool. But if I And if I don't end up getting Linkovic savage then I'm just going to go to Axel Witzel and just go one-for-one one switch. I
2: feel like, for me, because my skill rating is uh, around the 2500 mark, and I, I'm weird like that. I don't want to drop it and relegate myself to make this objective easier, because for some stupid reason, I take pride in that rating, <laughs> and I want <laughs> no, to not a bad thing. as much as possible. And he's going to be so sweaty to, to achieve it. I might get it if I if I just play Rivals. I played two warm-up games for this weekend league. I won them both. I scored with Ronaldo in both. So I'm two games good for for Minikovic-Savis. But I still need eight more wins in which I score with Ronaldo. And obviously, the, the more I win, the more difficult it gets. Because my skill rating gets higher and I match tougher opponents. So it's going to take me a lot of time if I'm trying to go for it. I'll just, yeah, I think I might just play Rivals... This week to try and practice a bit and yeah it's things it, that if they it did happen it happens if it doesn't i'm i'm not gonna stress
1: division one's 1900 now right they yeah them. it is
2: oh we could talk about that as well yeah the, the change uh, personally i don't like it purely for selfish reasons because i got shafted yeah, right not. It is is a great change for yeah the players the lower skill ratings because you still play the same opponents because it is based on your skill rating and not the division you're in and you get way better rewards. I, I is, do think there was a stagnant
0: stag, stagnation. St- yeah, that's probably the word. Where uh, four, divisions five, even five, four, three, and I guess two, because I know a lot of people that have stuck in two for a while. You're stuck in those divisions for a very long period of time, to be honest, unless you really like play yeah. a ton of rivals games a week. Like it took, like even took you guys. Like you guys are good players, and it took you guys a good amount of time to get to Division One. Uh, I think it was just think too long. Gonna... So I do think it's a good no, change. I
1: got, I got the Division One. Pretty quickly, actually. In terms of
0: game time? In terms of amount of games played? Or how... Like, I don't... I'm not talking about, like, uh, months. Because that just depends on how many games you play. It's more games played. So I I think it was a lot of... For me, it's a lot of games. Like, I I was winning a good amount of games. And, like, the idea is that you're playing against people that are at the same level as you. So you're not winning every game. So you're constantly kind of fluctuating. So you do spend a lot of time in each division. Unless, like... Like, you're a really, really good player. And you can just get through 4, 3, 2, and just winning every single game. But... Um,
1: I got the two quickly. Like I was winning pretty much at the beginning when the game first came out. I got the two pretty quickly, and yeah. then I got stuck in two for a long time. So I do yeah. think the change was
0: good yeah. there. But um, I, I I know I know what you're saying. It was kind of a weird one to do now. Um, it's one it's one of those things EA likes to do. It they like to uh, put it out like halfway through a cycle um, and really confuse like price rate right? It goes back to price ranges. We've talked about this before. Like price ranges is I think overall been pretty decent. I would say especially with the if it has like it has lowered coin selling, which is actually something what. Well, I want to quickly talk about with the EMLS something that came up while we we're talking um, there. But with uh, coin selling's gone down, way down, and price ranges have been good. But like they were maybe <laughs> I think they were the biggest. Chuboy always says it was the biggest stress of his life was the week that price ranges came out in FIFA Fifteen as the community guy because he was getting like death threats basically <laughs> uh, because it was so bad because everything was extinct or everything was like fifteen million coins like it was crazy.
1: Well, the YouTubers also started rebelling against like that that decision. They're like, oh, I can't believe they brought it out. All the YouTubers were frustrated. Well, they so were. That's because how much they were making so
0: much money from price uh, oh, coin yeah. selling.
1: Thousands upon thousands of dollars. I was the, one of the only YouTubers I think at the time. Me and I don't even. Th- Japes eventually hopped on the train, but I think myself and maybe Bateson. I don't Sp- know Spencer Spencer we never,
0: never uh, he I, he, Spencer. he had never done, uh, I think he had coins yeah, on for like one video and he got rid of it.
1: Yeah, I was a smaller, well, at the time, 2,000 subs wasn't, was okay when I was yeah. playing. It was like FIFA 12, FIFA 13, so I wasn't a huge YouTuber, but um, I never promoted or bought coins or anything at that point. I was always against it. Yeah. And I remember the majority of the people were like, that it's too much money to be left on the table for for those guys who had 2 300,000 subscribers i'm sure they were making thousands of dollars yeah spencer said so his, some of know. his offers were
0: up to te- like tens of thousands of dollars for yeah, some of the offers so it, and it was like, at that time, I know like, even like now, even sometimes now you still see people with it and you're like, well, how could they do it? It's like, but the, even a little bit of money there. Cause of the way YouTube, like this is outside of EA and of this podcast, but the way YouTube is that's, that's make or break of them being able to do full time and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. if you've talked to any of them, the difference between going full time and part time, the amount of content you can put out is, is incredible. Because if you don't have a second, like if you have a second job, you're not putting out as much content, stuff like that. So, oh, okay. I definitely I saw why they did it back in the day. I, because like a lot more against it, a lot of them never even bought like bought coins, but they were promoting coins because of just the money coming in and it helped them. But that's besides of what we kind we kind of off track there. Um, with I, I think we kind of covered fuck birthday. I don't. It was a weird one. I I don't know if we should really rate it because it was like it was fifty. It's fifty fifty for me. Fifty good, fifty like percent good, fifty percent bad. Um. Uh, so that, uh, one thing that came up with DMLS so, I don't know if you guys saw, but he's actually not in the EMLS anymore, he was originally, I think, when it first came out, but he got signed by Roma, Alexander, um, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: he yeah. got, ba-
0: he got banned from all competitive events, um, for buying coins? yes, um, Oof. so he bought, and, and if you know Phil from Toronto, uh, uh he's the Toronto EMLS player, or something? yes, he also got banned from all events for the rest of the year, because um, he bought coins as well, um, which so like that came up there's i think 35 pros have been banned
1: wow. buying coins
0: uh, i don't know if i i i don't know the full list and i i know a large majority is buying coins oh
1: bro. i think dude, dude i think this needs own podcast this, that, yes that so to that's what cool i wanted podcast.
0: we we've we so i want more information i haven't actually got to watch alex put out a video because he he said uh regardless of what you think i should get banned for the coins and stuff like that he's never <laughs> denied it he said he did it at least i know that and i know phil's hasn't denied it but there, he, I want to watch his video because he talks about the process he went through. And basically, said I think he said, like, they just didn't listen. They didn't care. It's, like, insta-ban, no matter what. Like, they weren't going to give him, like, a timetable of when he come, could return. It's just banned for the rest of the season. And we'll talk about it next year. Ah. So, uh, he'll talk about that. So, like, I want to watch that video before I make a full. But I want I did want to introduce that because that was something I hadn't know, I didn't know. But being around all those guys, um, and obviously Phil being an EMLS guy that wasn't there, I was like, we kind of asked why he wasn't there and got banned. um. So there's you know, that. The
1: question is here: How many have and gotten away with it? Is is now my concern, right? Yeah, and no and one's gonna say that, but to I like right.
0: talking like some of them, like even some of the guys there. Like I will I there was a, all of them kind of agreed, but it wasn't really like one or two like that said it. They weren't. They all love like Phil and stuff like that, but they're like, you, I mean, it's the one of the number one things that's against terms of service is buying coins. So it's like, yep. he, yeah, but like know, and then like even that. Phil like was like, damn it, I yeah I shouldn't have done that. So, uh, I just want to tease that one out there, so maybe next week, if we get more information, we watch, like, Alex's video, and if anyone else... It, I assume my f- more people will talk about it, because I think it's pretty recent um, that um, this whole stuff had come out, so we'll see if we can f- find some more information that, talk about that next podcast. Um, and then with the EMLS, there was something else I had with it as well. Um, I think... I honestly think being there was ama- amazing, but I think, uh, Joey, you probably got a better tactical view, view of it, because, like... W- when you're there, I don't know if you guys have been to like a live event like that, like for anything. But when you're there, it's 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 all emotion. Like that game, uh, Duelist Stuff versus Chris, the five v five game that went to Pens oh, was yeah, it yeah. was one of the most exciting games the FIFA ever watched. I could not tell you a single what the formation they were ever in, what what, what their tactics were, because you're just like in the moment. So I think like you probably watch it on a stream, you you pull yourself out of that moment. Um, especially because, oh, yeah. like, I was sitting next to some of the NYC guys, and they were just – every time he'd score, they'd jump up and down. So, like, you're just like, I don't know. So I don't want to talk tactics right now with uh because I don't I, I don't think I really saw many, but there was something else I had. But, yeah, I, I think from a production value, it was a really good event. Um, yeah, I think,
1: Joey, well. as we as talked a about it
0: before. Yeah, Joey, you want to say what – yeah, from viewing, what you saw? Yeah, as it?
1: a viewer, I think it's one of the best – production and for for uh, FIFA esports compared. I mean, the EA ones are solid, but I I love the EML EMLS ones. Not only for that, but the variation in teams, how they're forced to use players from the club they're support, the club they are playing for. Um, just overall, it's really really well done. I, mm-hmm. I they're one of my favorite tournaments to watch for FIFA. Yeah, and that's
0: actually a topic that we kind of talked about with different players because obviously someone like uh, Giuseppe has quite an advantage of MLS players. So we are talking oh, yeah, about... Yeah, I think yeah. I think that they're going to look to change that going forward. Um, one, I think I don't think they haven't talked about this, but I think they should have at least one icon allowed. Like, I can see... It's cool to see that they're not allowed any, um, just because that does provide different teams from, like, your... Uh, whatever, the other tournaments that EA puts on. Like, obviously, those teams are all pretty similar. This one allows you to see some different teams. Like, I saw a lot more Modric's here. I know some people yeah, still use Modric, I but I saw a lot more Modric's here.
1: Yeah, Giuseppe ran, um, he ran Modric as a CDM in a four-one-two-one-two. 2 Yes, I saw it. Yeah. yeah CDM. Yep. As so his only C-
0: CDM. It was interesting.
1: Yeah. It was. So I, was I would wow. think he would be running someone that's more, you know, tanky at that position. Yeah, a bit
2: more of physical and defensive. Right. player. Modric is quite attacking. Yeah, and it was funny, so I-
0: Dules' team, because um, like, so the way, if you guys don't know if you listen to the podcast, the way it almost works, you have to have... No icons, two people from your MLS team you're represented by, and then one other uh, MLS player. So he actually had the left back from Union because just a kind of a pacey left back. Silver, though. <gasps> had a CDM on eight count at center back, and then had actually Howard in. Only person yeah. n- that yeah. used yeah. Howard. I think everyone else used Courtois or De Gea. Uh, he's the only De person more. that had Howard because his idea, He said, uh, I think he said it in an interview, he wanted as many Team of the Year attackers as possible. So he had Neymar, Ronaldo, um, and Mbappe.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: yeah, so he had, his team was really, like, off-chem, which is cool. But, yeah, he had, uh, João Cancelo right wing and then switched to right back. Had, uh... And his center back went to CDM, or his CDM went that was playing at center back went to up in the midfield, and then he had Ramos at right back, and then switched him to center back. So Xavi could come to right back and so like that. Then had Neymar and Mbappe, Ronaldo up top. So it was a really good team. It was really cool to see. But it was a lot different. Like, and there was a few other people that had like like Chris had a very clever team. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. I'm gonna have to watch it back. But he had a clever team, um, and a few other guys had some cool teams. So that I think, like you said, with that was really good. Um, watching the production. Um, was good because you could see um, like the, like you said the overtop the fan shot. I think a lot of the tournaments for EA, all the people there watching. Yes, they do allow people to come in, but I feel like that's a lot of um, just like other pros and stuff like that. So they're not really celebrating and like being cheerful. Where this one is like a true fan atmosphere, almost like you're at like a sporting event.
2: That's sick. Um, I'd love for that to be more the case where you know, <coughs> the crowd is a bit more involved and engaged and celebrating and stuff that'd be cool
0: yeah so that it was really cool to be there get the thing grow um they had like a hype crew like before the t- like before the stream would start up they'd have people like run up front and start like piping up the crowd so like as the stream came on like the crowd would be hyped behind like japes and stuff like that on the co- uh, on the commentary so it was really cool it was, it was really cool to be there um so i just want to i want to share my experiences there there's something else i had and if it comes to me we'll talk about it i will include it with our uh pro discussion getting banned in the next podcast there's something else I had I had learned while I was out there from some pros, but uh, that was really it uh, for me. Uh, and so that was it. Fuck birthday was, was eh. <laughs> I don't know. It was. Eh. <laughs> yeah, <it's a> <laughs> I like I, I liked a lot of it. there's obviously a lot of it I didn't like. Um, we've talked. We've hashed that all out. So now that was good. And then good luck, Felix, with your undisclosed record. Um, Joey, what was <laughs> your, I don't, Did you ever even say your actual record up to this
1: point? Oh, um I am not done with my games, but yes, I'm on pace yeah. to either hit Elite Three or Elite Two if I decide to finish them. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't remember how many losses I have, but I know I, I I'm I'm more than four losses. I had five five or six losses, something like that. Okay. So I, I can only get either Elite Three or Elite Two for this week. Um I don't know what I'm gonna do. I after watching the EMLS I kinda wanna try out the two one two narrow, which That's what I that's MLS. what I use, but yeah, I kind of want to try it out with the uh, Team of the Year Modric at CDM. Because you guys know I'm a huge Guastella fanboy. Yes, I, could, I, I didn't I didn't know that going in. But I could, I could tell because of Twitter and
0: stuff like that, so I had to get a photo yeah, yeah, of him I'm you. a huge
1: fanboy of him. Um, I've known him for so long, and we used to play against each other every now and then when the FIFAs would come out. We used to play on um, that one site where you'd play for money. He pretty much kick my butt every single time but uh yeah so I've known him since like 12 I've always supported him um and I love the way he plays so after seeing his team and how it was set up I definitely want to try a few things that he did and see how I do I'll probably try that next week and, and let you guys know how it goes
0: so that sounds good yeah so that's where we're gonna wrap the podcast there thank you for listening to it. yeah uh thank you guys for being in the chat and good luck to you both for finishing your weekend league um I am not finishing weekend league I will be not playing any more FIFA tonight, actually. Um, but uh, good, good experience for me this week being at MLS. Uh, more to come with that uh, and my other streams, stuff like that. More to talk about there. Um, and if you guys are, please subscribe on iTunes. Uh, everything else. Spotify is available now. It's on YouTube. I know I think, I think like 20 of you guys have watched it on YouTube, which is really cool to see. Um, and so if you do just have YouTube red and can listen to the background, or if you just like prefer YouTube video because you don't have any of apps, it's there. Um, all the links are on, throughout the Twitter. I need to like – I need to build like a list on Twitter and put out a tweet and pin it um, with all the links. It's just hard to get all the links because Spotify and – Spotify specifically and um, iTunes, the links are really long, so I have to actually make like a small link. So I'll be trying to do that. So appreciate you guys for listening. Um, I thank you for hang out, and I guess we'll see you next time.
1: See ya.